It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. We've got the 3M Open for the PGA Tour and the fourth major for the ladies, the Amundi Evian Championship. I got an interview guest from Golf Digest, Chris Powers. Can't wait to talk to him. And Liv comes to New Jersey next week. Oh, baby. We're back from Scotland and we've got a lot to unpack. Time for golf's most entertaining hour. Volume, please. Like the song says, we're going to win big. And we did again this past weekend, Mr. Wade Weezer. Oh, yes, we did. We'll get into that more in a minute. But speaking of high numbers, right? <laughs> how are you enjoying the heat this week? Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. With certain things being legal in Jersey nowadays. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, temperature. I can't stand them. Oh, man. It's disgusting. Why is it every July there's one week where it's just like 95 with like 8,000% humidity? And, and, and this is that. And it's not just the week. It's going to be like 14 days or, or, or 12 out of 14 or something uh, stupid. Something man. stupid like that. I tell you, I I can't take it. It reminds me of last summer. Remember last summer when my air conditioning broke? I do. Right? You remember that you story? You probably remember that better oh. than I do. You know, the the other day I was really enjoying my air conditioning. If there's one thing I don't like, it's humid objects, mm -hmm. right? Like when you sit down in a chair and it's like sticky and everything, or the handle railing and your stairs and everything. Right. Oh, the inside of your legs are all oh. sweaty when they close. I mean, the human body enough alone, humid is just it's it's too much to take. But I, I mean, we went, God, Lori and I and the kids, we went like two months without air conditioning. And then they solved it, like, you know, because the beginning of it was, oh, you know, we've got uh, parts supply um, issues. Right. Right. So supply chain issues. You can pay uh, yeah. 19000 now or 600 if you just wait two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, turns into two months. And then we went and they said, well, we're probably not going to get it till Labor Day. And then like mid-July, Lori lost it. And she's like just calling people. She's like, can someone please fix this? And the guy came right. over and fixed it. It's, been, it's worked ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can fix it. Yeah. I went eight weeks with no air conditioning and it was oh. like this. And uh, yeah. How did they do it? I mean, how did they do it hundreds of years ago? It's not like it wasn't 100 degrees 200 years ago. Well, they didn't have nine apps on their phone telling them how hot it was. That's, that's you know, that's what it comes it. down to. It's like we closed the shades. That's what we did. It was easy. Yeah, shades. Oh. Yeah. I went back in the cave. Imagine how humid it was in the no. cave. No, oh. it's not cool. It's not cool and it's warm. No, no. But speaking of cool, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we have a cool guest this afternoon. Okay, cool. One Mr. Chris Powers. He works for Golf Digest. He's an assistant editor on the web, newsletter, does a bunch of different fun things for them. Uh, he hosts the Be Right podcast. He does a lot of their gambling coverage. Go figure. Um, and he does, a lot, he does a lot. He's a staff writer for them. So, okay. uh, he, you know, he writes for them every day um, on golf, on one of golf's biggest platforms next to the pro show, you know, Golf Digest. Of so, course, of course. Um, speaking of big platforms in golf, right? I alluded to this in the opening, but um, we did it again there, Mr. Wade Weezer, right? That's two major championships in a row where Read the Line predicted the winner. Wow. And yes, yeah, and and we're not talking about you know necessarily just the favorites here. You know, we had Matt Fitzpatrick at twenty eight to one back at the U.S. Open, and then now we had Cam Smith at twenty eight to one 
All right. So $10 down there for 280 is not a bad little thing to do there, my friend. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, people are always like, so, so tell me how this thing works and everything. Right. I said, well, you know, every Wednesday morning, a newsletter comes out. If there's LPGA or PGA tour content to cover it, I cover it. Mm-hmm. You read it. Right. You want to throw a little wager down on these things. You belong to DraftKings or whatever. You're in one of those pools, What you know, whatever it may be. You're in a one and done pool for the year, whatever it may be. Right. You're their silent partner is what you are. I am. I am. Uh, yes, because if you're reading it, I'm quiet. Right. I'm generally not a very silent person. But, you know, what people are finding out is that PGA pros kind of know things, mm-hmm. my friend, and not to toot my own horn. But we contend every week because after 25 years of teeing people off and teaching them and playing myself competitively. Right. right. There are trends that you can pay attention to. Now, will you win every week? No. But the fact that we got the last two majors in a row when this thing was destined for Rory, right? Rory's going to win this thing, right? And everybody knows it except Cam Smith, who starts the back nine, makes five birdies in a row, makes a birdie on 18, shoots 30 and says, hey, look at me. I just won. (laughs) Right. And, uh, you know, and then the phone just blows up. You know, because yep. everyone that's close to me that is on cam, you know, they're texting me and they're like, oh, thank you so much and everything. And I tell you, it just the FedEx Cup's about to begin. If you're not looking into it already, just go to readtheline.com. You know, I, you know, usually I don't go too deep into mentioning all this or the marketing push or whatever. But folks, it really does make a difference. If you want to win, you, you know, your friendly pool or if you want to put a little five dollar wage, it, we're not talking about hundreds of dollars here. Mm-mm. This is not Moose and Rocco. And, you know, you bet your life savings or the mortgage, right? Throw five bucks down and you bet on somebody, you know, that maybe that I ask you to bet on or I predict that maybe will do well. And you learn about a new golfer. You learn about new stories. You learn about the game. You get more engaged. You're having a great time. It's important. It's fun. And, you know, it makes you a better golfer. Absolutely. You know, pardon the pun, but in, in more ways than one, a, a B-E-T-T-E-R and a B-E-T-T-O-R golfer. Right. <laughs> You know, I mean, we give Was out that an accident. Tips. Come on, stop it. Um, I didn't create either word. Okay. So no, <laughs> talk to the Latin people. It's probably, there's some derivation of that. I don't know listening. whatsoever. And you know, this week I'm fired up again. I mean, the 3M is heading in a nice direction for who we're talking about. Um, you know, the ladies over there in France. I mean, talk about a beautiful spot with the uh, with the Evian. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, right yeah. over there. Oh yeah, Switzerland, France. I mean, you and I could do that. We should do. We should definitely be cover. sent be sent over to cover that. Sure, I got a friend. Next, yeah, cover the ladies. Oh yeah. I mean, we're just not talking about like Gay Paris or anything like that, dude. We're mm-hmm. talking about like like the base of the Swiss Alps overlooking this huge Lake Leman, right? I'm in. Where the, I mean, when you think of Evian water, don't you feel like a cascade? Don't, of I'm like calmness. Me, I'm going to have to pee if you keep talking like right. that. Oh, jeez. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Anyway, uh, Brooke Henderson, who I loved going to that tournament, fired a little 64 at the start. And you got all the big names, that, you know, fourth major of the year. People are figuring it out. Nelly, Brooke, Lydia Ko, Jin Young Ko. They're all in the top five after round one. Um, can't wait to see how this thing plays out over the weekend. And you know what else I can't wait to see? And that's what our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation are up to. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The foundation recently opened the Inspiration Golf Range located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township. The multi-purpose facility, which is open to the public, will host golf programming for youth, veterans, and individuals with special needs. 
To support the foundation or learn more about programs and special events like the Golf Classic coming up on August 8th, everybody, you want to play Baltusrol lower? Since it got redone by Gil Hans, the guy that did the Country Club, the U.S. Open, the guy that did Southern Hills, which was the PGA Championship, then go to njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Oh, you know what that music means. It's about 10 after 3, and Wade Weezer's giving me the thumbs up. We've got Chris Powers on the phone. Folks, thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with Golf Digest's greatest writer. A little hyperbole there. Let's have some fun this afternoon. Be back in a second. Deshaun Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Deshaun, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. It's Friday afternoon there, Wade Weezer. Whether you're heading to the shore or home, turn it up. You know, when it comes to golf these days, we all have questions. This afternoon, we're going to get some answers. Chris Powers is a staff writer, host, and content creator for Golf Digest. He has a fresh perspective on the game and genuinely tells stories we need to know. Thank you for that there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I know you gave me the high sign. We have Chris on the phone. Mr. Powers, good afternoon. How are you doing on this fantastic Friday? Much, much better after that uh, elite Tom Petty poll. I appreciate that. Oh, man. You know, well, at the end of the day, golf's got a lot going on. And we just we need to know, my friend. And I know you're on the inside track to a lot of these stories. Yes, we do need to know. That, that was that was excellent. And uh, I'd, I'd like to think I am on the inside track on, on some of this stuff. Well, that's why you're here on the pro show this afternoon. So let's get started quickly. I love to jump right into these interviews. We just finished four men's majors. What do you think is the common thread 
for the class of 2022? Oh, man, that's a good one. Scheffler, we went Scheffler, we went Fitzy, we went... JT. Cam, we went JT. Man, that's a really good question. Um, I guess, you know, kind of late 20s type guys, um, forces in the game. I know Fitzy probably isn't the force that, that, that or at least seems like it, that uh, Justin Thomas and... Um, Scotty Scheffler have become, but I would argue he, he definitely is and, and has shown that over the last few years. And then obviously Cam Smith kind of starting to peak here too. So I would say, guys, that, that all kind of peaked at the right time. And, um, you know, there's only four majors to go around here, and, and I would expect them to, to win more. Scheffler's going to win more. Obviously Thomas got number two. I think that Patrick could, could definitely get another. But uh, there's only so few to go around, so – that they all got one and Thomas a, a second one. Well, I tell you, you know, one of the things is that if you follow golf, they're all pretty known names. You know, there's no outliers this year, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're looking for here with these majors. I know um, it's nice to see a, a fun, you know, long shot underdog story every now and then, but when, uh, when it's major week, you want to kind of see the, the best in the world separate and, we absolutely got that this year, and that includes the guys who were up, you know, runner-up near the top of the leaderboard, Zalatoris, obviously, and uh, Cam Young at, at a few of the majors, too. So, great year for the majors. I, I have no complaints, and I don't think anyone else does either. You know, it was an interesting question that came up. I was with some friends the other day on the golf course, and, and you brought up Zalatoris' name. But there's also another name that's becoming a household um, name, and that is Cam Young, Right. Which major season would you would you have rather have had? You know, I mean, Zalatoris, I know he was in it also in the U.S. Open, but Cam was runner-up at the Open, and he was third place at the PGA. You know, I mean, both these guys, I mean, it's great, I guess, to have good young stars, right? Absolutely. And I guess if you're speaking from a financial point of view, it might have to be Zalatoris because I, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he made – um, all four cuts, and, and Cam Young did not, obviously. Though Cam made a hell of a run at Brooklyn. I remember I was there on that Friday and uh, obviously made a hole-in-one down the stretch, and he came pretty close to uh, backdooring his way into the cut. And I have no doubt that if he, if he had made the cut, he might have made a, a nice little weekend run there at Brooklyn. So pretty pretty special year for Cam Young, obviously. But I guess I would lean with, with Al Torres um, for that question. All right, well, we'll see what the future brings. Uh, speaking of the future, right, we're, we're about to get to the playoffs. And once the playoffs happen, we got to wrap things up. We do have some young talent vying for player of the year. Is it just, you know, without a doubt, Scotty Scheffler? Or with Cam's win here and a player's, does he give him a run for his money? I think it definitely happens. Um, it's going to come down to what happens in those playoff events. And, uh, you know, I would not be surprised to see Cam Smith uh, pick one of those off. And, and if that is the case, um, I think it's certainly – I mean, it's already a conversation. The conversation kind of started after Cam uh, won the Clara Jug. So I think Cam Smith very much in the mix. Obviously, he won all the way back at Kapalua, which was a pretty strong field, albeit a smaller one. Um, and the players, that that's a huge one too. And we know the tour likes to kind of lean with the guys who uh, win their championships. So – I think Cam Smith is very much in the conversation. So Scotty might have to to get pick off one more win here before the season ends to to solidify uh, the Player of the Year. 
Yeah, I'm with you in lockstep on that for sure. You know, and uh, folks, if you're wondering who that voice is on the other end of the line, that's Chris Powers. And he works for Golf Digest. And let's go back a little bit to give my listeners a little bit of perspective on you there, Chris. Right. So you went to URI, studied journalism, but you ended up telling golf stories. Was that always going to happen or was there something that took place? How did you get to the point where you are now? Well, the goal, the goal is always um, golf because my, football is my, uh, my true love, but um, I, always, I do love golf. I love playing golf. Obviously, we all love playing golf, and, and I, did, um, I did enjoy, you know, pre-Golf Digest, the golf Twitter stuff, and, and I thought I could, you know, add something to that, add a voice to that, um, you know, community. And I started at the MGA, at the Metropolitan Golf Association, I'm sure you know well, um, in their communications department. As an intern for a few summers, um, when I would be back from school from URI, um, really enjoyed it, you know, kind of helping out with the tournaments, but also writing about, you know, great stories. Believe it or not, Cam Young, I covered many, uh, many events, the Met Open he was in, uh, a couple Met Juniors, so kind of been following him for a very long time. And then, uh, I actually ended up at the New York Daily News for a couple of years writing about um, cars, actually, the auto section, which I know almost nothing about, but I was kind of just faking it um, till I made it. And uh, I spent most of my time at that job uh, reading, like, you know, the fried egg and, and going on golf Twitter and um, listening to golf podcasts. So, um, and then I just ended up finding the right email on LinkedIn one day, you know, emailing my current boss at Golf Digest, kind of pouring my heart out, you know, talking about the MGA, stuff I did there. And I think the Daily News certainly helped too. So ended up here and I'm all, I think I'm five years now, which is pretty, pretty crazy to think. All right. So you're at Golf Digest. So give me an idea. What, what's a week like for Chris Powers? I mean, what, what kind of role are you doing as um, one of golf's leading young storytellers i would say that the early portion of my week monday through wednesday is heavily revolved around our gambling content myself and Stephen hennessy handle that um i do the podcast the be right podcast that's a month that takes up a lot of monday tuesday and then our experts column which i hope everyone reads uh some great stuff in there i like to think we pick a we pick a lot of winners throughout the year i, I do believe it's the best um expert panel in golf handicapping with Pat Mayo and Lee Aldrich and Brandon Gadula, Rick Gaiman, of course. And then you got the two idiots, uh, Chris Powers and Stephen Hennessy. So um, that takes up the early portion of my week. And then, you know, Thursday through Sunday is kind of news of the day type PGA tour stuff, kind of pitching wherever I can. Plenty of stuff on social media. I, I craft all, a bunch of our newsletters as well. So when you get a newsletter in your inbox from Golf Digest, it's, it's more than likely I, I had a hand in that. Too, and then a uh, little video stuff here and there. And then uh, I spend a lot, of, a lot of my time uh, tweeting as well. Um, all right. Well, we'll touch on the betting thing in a second, but I have another quick question for you. I start thinking about you being a storyteller in golf. And I mean, there's been an endless number of stories just since January. Forget the whole PGA Tour wraparound season, right? Is there one in particular that stands out to you that you really, that you enjoyed? I'm going to give this kind of parameter that you enjoyed covering enjoy i mean well I, I would say it's the u.s open i did get to go this year and that was just one of the coolest scenes and not not only sunday just being there that entire week you kind of really felt the the history of the game um you know with the francis we met house across the street and 
uh, it's such a cool Brookline is just such a great place. One of the coolest major courses I think we've seen in in a long time. I wish we would go to more different places like that. But yeah, being on site that week, um, having a bet on Will's Altoris, following that around, and then Sunday, the scene on Sunday, um, you know, hanging out with Dan Rappaport, you know, my other golf digest colleagues, and kind of running around and trying to follow all the action. Um, I, I thought that was just a really, really fun week, and I really enjoyed it. Is there a story that surprised you in 2022? I guess I would have to lean with the the live the live stuff. This has been quite the um, quite the story, and it's provided us all kinds of content. I, I'm surprised at um, how it's drawn the non golf fan, and I've never been asked by so many people who probably have never watched golf. Friends of mine who check in, you know, when it's the Masters. That's about it the whole year that asked me, you know, what's going on with this whole live thing. So it's really kind of captured not only the golf world's attention, but, you know, people who don't even follow the sport. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Something about it has struck a chord, obviously, you know, where the money's coming from. That obviously, the, the 9-11 factor is added an interesting wrinkle. And, you know, it really, um, people are pretty heated about it and that's kind of the name of the game right now in content is you know mad anger um fiery stuff so i guess that's kind of what you know it makes for a spicy headline and it it all sparks a debate literally you can't i i made like a joke about brooks the other day you know being in greece or wherever he is on his honeymoon and it just sparks a you know it's one of my biggest tweets i've had in in a couple months because people just start going at it um over this whole pga tour live debacle you know, it's pretty funny because you, you, well, I follow a lot of your content and you don't strike me as a person that's like looking for arguments, you know, you just, no. you, 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 I mean, you genuinely, I, I meant what I said in the opening. I mean, you genuinely tell good, sto- you're a great storyteller, right? And that's the engaging part of what you do. And to throw something out about Brooks, which you probably, you know, in your heart of hearts, didn't mean for it to be controversial. It's just amazing how this, how all of this has just it come together. It, it's it's pretty crazy. Now, um, you mentioned with Saudi Arabia where the money's coming from, but let's skip. We'll get back to live in a little bit because we have Trump next week here in New Jersey. You live in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. We'll talk about that some more in just a minute. But um, I want to touch upon you and Stephen and the Be Right podcast and you guys and your gambling coverage. Right. How did that all start? How did did you guys bring that to Golf Digest's attention? How long ago was that? You, you know, I know you've been there since 2017, but like I, I get curious how different media platforms have started to embrace gambling and golf. Yeah, I would say I got there in 2017, and I would say about a year in. You know, obviously Steve and I, Steve and I kind of hit it off right away. We're both New Jersey guys. We we're both gamblers. Um, and then, you know, obviously gambling has, has become legalized in a bunch of states and starting to explode a little bit. And Steve kind of spearheaded it. And I was, you know, right there behind him kind of on his coattails like, yeah, we got to be doing more of this. Um, it started off as a little column, I remember, in 2018. And, and it's kind of blossomed now into this really big deal that a lot of people read every week, which which we really appreciate. And then, and then uh, yeah, we were able to sell them on a, on a gambling focused podcast, um, which I think is it's done pretty well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of just adapting with the times type of deal where everyone, you know, if you're not doing it, you're kind of, uh, falling behind. 
2018, it sounds like you got this thing going, right? How how has yep. your coverage evolved over the years? And and you know, you don't have to speak for Steven or anybody else, but how about just yourself? I would say, um, you know, at the beginning, much more of like a, you know, kind of just for fun type deal. I feel I felt like it was. We didn't think it would, you know, um, blow up the way it kind of has, and and now it's. You know, now we've got some of the best guys, like I said, in the in the uh, industry, and it, you know, really status stats, uh, numbers focused type dudes. So um, I would say it's evolved into like a really serious thing that that we take very seriously, and, and it's kind of, you know, become our our jobs, our kind of lane right now. So it did uh, it did start as kind of like a fun little side thing that that we thought might do well, and it's I would say kind of become our our main focus at, at Golf Digest. Well, I mean, you know where my interests lie. So, I mean, you, you, you had me at hello. But, uh, all right, you know, I got another question, right? So we're going back, and, you know, you did say that you really you love football, and you're at URI, you're studying journalism. You, But every everywhere in your CV, in your resume, you've almost been involved in golf at some stage of the game, right? So what got you interested in golf when you were a kid did someone you know who taught you to play was it your dad was it your mom i mean how how did you get involved in the game and we'll start there it was all my dad you know club in my hand at you know three or four years old that's what i was for halloween i remember you know five six years old and, and then i kind of hated halloween uh, and all i ever wanted to do is just dress like a myself which was a golfer so I've been I've been a golfer since I was five six years old. Going on vacation, family vacations, and um, you know we would get one tee time my dad and I, and, and I would just annoy the hell out of my mom and dad. When are we going? When are we going? I didn't want to go to the pool. I didn't want to go to the beach. I just wanted to sort of play. And um, yeah, I would say my dad, obviously Tiger Woods, I would say uh, had a big hand in in my interest for for golf as a kid. And then uh, you know obviously trying to get better. Um, as I got older, took started to take it pretty seriously in high school, played played on the golf team, and, uh, yeah, played a bunch of junior golf. So, yeah, I would I would give all the credit uh, to, to my dad and Tiger Woods, to be honest with you. All right, let's say we tee it up. I love to ask this question of modern golfers, right? What's it like? What's a golf experience like with you? Do you like a little music? Do you like to uh, – sounds like you like to gamble on the golf course or whatever, but um, break it down for me. If someone's listening right now and they reach out to you, reach out to your DMs on Twitter and they say, hey, Chris, come, you're in New Jersey. Come play golf with me. What's that experience like? Yeah, I would say um, I, I have to have a little bit of money on, on whatever we're doing, no matter what, for me to kind of get up for it. Otherwise, to me, it's, it's just like a practice whacking the ball around. So I would say we're definitely going to gamble, whatever it is, Nassau, front, back, overall, that match play. Um, I'd like to have a few beers on the golf course for sure. Um, I'm cool with music. You know, my brother usually plays the music, and he's he's pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty good DJ. I don't ever really um, seek it out my, when I'm playing by myself, but if other people are playing it, I'm all good as long as it's, you know, kind of laid back type stuff um, on the course. But yeah, we're definitely going to have a few beers. We're definitely going to be gambling and we're definitely going to be uh, talking a little smack. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> there's a lot to dive into there, but uh, I got to start with the music and I think I'm going to get some music in a second here because I got to run to a break. So hold tight for a second there, Mr. Chris Powers. Up next more with Chris Powers, Golf Digest Superscribe. Thanks to listening to ESPN 920. 
Greenberg is. Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Chris Powers. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. How about a back nine with our guest today? I guess we have to get into some of these crazy current events in golf away from the tournaments. So much of it has us asking, what is life going to be like for the future of professional golf? Let's see what Chris knows. But first, a little weekend starter music. Mr. Wade Weezer enjoyed a little George Harrison, a little Tom Petty today. You're in a mood. I wonder, wonder what's coming up after the next break. We shall find out. I know what's coming up after this break. It's our guest, Mr. Chris Powers. Welcome back to the Pro Show, my friend. Uh, New Jersey is hosting a live event. Mr. Donald Trump is doing his best to put his vote behind Greg Norman and the team there that is uh, producing this new league. Uh, do you plan to go up and cover this since you are a New Jersey golf reporter? Actually, I, I'm not going. We are sending our one of our top writers and reporters in Joel Beal, who's been covering uh, this live saga from the very get-go, and he's done an excellent job. Obviously, Dan Rappaport as well. But Joel, uh, Joel for sure, from the get-go. So he's going to be going, um, unfortunately for him, because he's, he's going to have to be doing uh, – a little bit of commuting from Connecticut. And meanwhile, it's, you know, right up the street from my house, but Joel's going to, Joel's going to be all over it. He'll handle it nicely. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll go, uh, maybe I'll go as a fan one day. Cause uh, it, it does feel like a miss for me not to go. And it's about 15 minutes from my house. What's your take on this thing? Um, I know that's a, I know it's a broad question, but I mean, overall, yeah, exactly. Uh, overall, I, I mean, I, I just, it seems like every week there's a new wrinkle. I mean, this thing is like an onion. It's got so many layers to it and something just unfolds and you just can't imagine where it goes. I mean, you know, you mentioned earlier, I said, you know, what story surprised you the most in 2022? And you said live. I mean, isn't it amazing how it surprises us each and every week with something new? hundred percent. Yeah, you just nailed it. And that's kind of why I'm having trouble like forming really strong opinions on it because I feel like it's still such an unfinished product. And, 
people that have had strong opinions on it, um, you know, kind of ended up looking, I don't want to say stupid, but, you know, a little bit wrong. And uh, I, I hate looking wrong in, in retrospect. So, um, yeah, I'm having trouble with it. I'm a little indifferent because I want to, you know, I want to say it's bad for the game and these exhibitions are not good and, and a watered-down product and all that. But, you know, part of me also thinks maybe the PGA Tour did need a little kick in the, you know, kick in the pants, you know what, um, to kind of change and, and improve their product a bit. But, it, you know, it's just where the money's coming from and all that sounds super controversial, and obviously that struck a chord with people. So I'm having trouble forming really strong opinions on it until we kind of see what the what the final product is. You touched upon it there, so I'm going to jump in and I'm going to I'm going to ask this, right? So there's a lot of there's a lot of disruption going on in golf right now. Equipment rollback, we could talk about. We could talk about live. Um, we could talk about a bunch of different things. But yet, golf is more popular than ever. Um, is 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 all of this controversy good for the game? Good for the game, I would say no. Good for content creators like myself and golf magazines publications i would say yes because uh yeah it's really it's really blown up but i don't know again i guess we'll find out if it's ultimately good for the game right now in in the uh you know in the present it seems it seems pretty pretty bad for the game because of the uh kind of the controversy and and the the vitriolic response um it's uh it's registering out of people so I would say present present day probably not. We we saw you know now Henrik Stenson's gone, so kind of the Ryder Cups all mucked up and uh, yeah, I would say currently present day not good. But who knows? Maybe maybe it ultimately does does improve the game down the line. Again, we have no idea until it's a, a finished product. What are you hearing? Does this thing have staying power? I mean, is it? I mean, is it smoke and mirrors? You know, you you kind of you you joked earlier. You said fake it till you make it when you were an auto writer, right? Is, is live kind of faking it till they make it and just surviving on, on the money? I mean, I, I, it's, I it's so hard to break it down. You met, we played the other day, Keith, and you mentioned this and it, it comes down to, you know, are people going to watch it? Are, are fans going to show up? Um, so far, you know, I, I think the pumpkin Ridge event had a decent showing. Um, you know, it had a decent, viewership i think for like the first hour when it was on youtube that first event in london you know but then it kind of petered off so i don't know it it depends on you know it really depends on the fans and their engagement and you know um if they can build a you know a decent fan base i would have to say yes it absolutely does and if they keep poaching you know decent decent names you know they got dustin they got bryson if they take a you know if they take a cam smith after the fedex cup playoffs if they grab a canley um, yeah, it, it might. 7 million people, it peaked on Sunday's coverage. 7 million people were watching the Open Championship. Now, I know I'm comparing the 150th Open Championship with and a major championship with, you know, live, but they don't get 100,000 people to watch versus, you know, I'm sure at least a million people will watch the 3M, the ending of the 3M this weekend, right? I mean... You said everyone in your life that's loosely related to golf, but they know that you love golf and that you work in golf, right? They're asking you about live over and over again. Have any of them had an interest in watching? No, absolutely not. I think it's just a, you know, general curious question that, you know, they, they, they ask me because I, you know, follow the story and know it. So no, I would say no, no one I know has flipped it on or, or, or text me like, Hey, 
crazy win by Charles Schwartz, so no. And I'll, I'll go back to another thing you said the other day. It has to have meaning, and uh, every sport has meaning. You know, when, when LeBron has the ball with five seconds left in the NBA Finals, it has meaning. He's nervous because, you know, he's chasing Jordan. He's chasing history. The same goes for, you know, last Sunday at St. Andrews. It, it has meaning. You mentioned the other day, too, uh, you know, why did why did whoever, um, what's his name, miss the putt at, uh, um, at Brookline's Al Torres miss the putt. You know, it has meaning when, you, when you're chasing history. And nobody was asking how much Cam Smith money was going to win on Sunday or Matt Fitzpatrick on Sunday at Brookline. It was about winning the U.S. Open. It was about winning the Claret Jug. So, uh, unless live, you know, can can have some sort of meaning besides uh, Charles Schwartz won 4.5 million. That's two million more than you know whatever the 3M Open winner, three million more than the 3M Open winner. That that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, you know, we spoke about it. It that's it, a big part of it. That's for sure. And you, when you talk about meaning, and you talk about friends and family asking you about all of this stuff, when you sit back at this point. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show this afternoon is because I think you do a great job of putting things into perspective. So I want you to put your career in perspective for a minute. How proud are you that you get to work for Golf Digest and you get to do some of the cool things that you get to do? You know, when you wake up, are you pinching yourself or are you are the type of person that's like super motivated that you just keep plugging along? If you put it in perspective, you know, how much does it bring a smile to your face? One million percent pinching my, myself every single day. Um, there was a time when I was working for the daily news and I, and I was, you know, really down, really depressed. I hated writing about cars that I had no, I didn't care about, didn't know nothing about. So, um, this it's, it's such a cliche, but this does not feel like a job ever, literally ever. I, I don't ever feel. And when I do, I like kind of hit myself and say, you know, I could be, you know, working for my dad doing construction or something or you know on a job site and i hating my life maybe making a little bit more money but absolutely hating you know every second of it so i 100 percent wake up and uh pinch myself every day it, it's a dream come true all right chris powers right how can we all follow you how can people what's your twitter handle or um you know which days of the week are you publishing on golf digest what what should we check out give us a quick plug here twitter Twitter handle at cpowers14, uh, golfdigest.com. I would say I'm there every day. I also want to plug the loop. Um, the loop is like our little uh, side website that we cover kind of like every sport, pop culture type stuff. So that's a lot of fun. I get to write about a little football here and there, a little, little NBA, whatever, MLB. Um, I do a lot during college football season, a um, little Monday roundup. So that's been really cool because I love football. So I get to cover it a little bit, but not like a, you know, an actual college football writer. Um, and then yeah, plenty of golf content, obviously be right podcast, find us there wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah. And I also do a lot of tweeting from our, our loop account as well. So that's go at go to the loop. Um, and then, yeah, my own Twitter again is at C powers 14. The loop. I love it. I mean, this whole show is about the pop culture of golf. So that's why you're here and you just informed us of something kind of cool that we can check out that's in, in line with your platform there. Now, all right, Mr. Powers, it's a tradition for everyone on my show that comes on the first time. We got to do a little rapid fire Q&A, mainly because when my listeners reach out, they love to get to know my guests on a little bit more of an intimate basis. So lock and load, my friend. You up for a couple quick questions? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Whose season... Would you rather have so far, 
Scotty Scheffler or Cam Smith? Green jacket. I, I'm, I'm going uh, Scotty Scheffler. Get, you get to go back to that champion's dinner for the rest of your life. I would, I would take Scotty. Favorite place to play golf in Rhode Island? Ooh, really good one. Um, I played a bunch at a place called Meadowbrook when I was in college. One of the one of the top public courses in the state. I played a, a hilarious little muni called Beaver River. Um, but I did go up in the fall um, a couple months ago and played Newport National, and I, I thought that place was, was pretty sick. Not Newport Country Club. I got to get on there somehow. But I'll lean with Newport National. Had a lot of fun. That was a great fall day. I played with my dad and my brother. So I would say uh, I would say Newport National. On a scale of one to ten. Rate your clothing style. <laughs> On the golf course? Wherever, my friend. Well, wherever, I would say, oh, my God, five out of ten. I like, I'm a repeat outfit guy, my, ask my wife. Um, I would actually say on the golf course, ten, my wife says that she wishes I dressed, you know, in real life like I do on the golf course. But uh, outside of the course, I I find any excuse to wear gym shorts and a t-shirt so i'll go five out of ten fair enough you know i mean there's a there's a lot of criticism for wardrobe choices on the internet so i thought that question was i thought that question was appropriate who was the most what's that i don't wear a visor so i'm good on on that yeah definitely don't wear a visor man oh man (laughs) that's unbelievable all right who is the most interesting person you met recently Oh man! Wow, this is a hard one. You can go back a couple months. I'd like to say Keith Stewart. Well, you know that'll get you a trip back on the show. You know, <laughs> that's Most right. Interesting person, man. That's a really, really tough one. Couple months, I can go back to. Uh... Oh, you know what? You know what I'll say. I did a story on uh, at the U.S. Open about these three um, Lee Elder scholarship interns christina espinette i think her name was um and i'm blanking on the other two but these were like juniors seniors in college um that were part of this lee eldership elder scholarship program uh that were kind of just being shown the ropes around that week uh at brookline and i was so unbelievably impressed and i kind of felt a little stupid talking to them because these kids are like 19 and they, they seem to have their whole life kind of planned out um already so i'll say i'll say those three uh lee elder scholarship interns at brooklyn yeah the usga does a fantastic job with that program i met one when i was up there myself uh he you know we met through a mutual friend and and uh his name was jordan villana and he was just so impressive i was like man I, that's who i talked to that's one of the guys i talked to oh did you yeah how, how impressive is he unbelievable unbelievable oh. kid yeah and they were like you know i, I did an interview recording it and all three of them, Jordan in, in particular, came up to me. He's like, was that okay? Did, did everything work out all right? I was like, dude, you are 10 times as smart as me. You shouldn't be asking me. Everything went great. You well-spoken, all that. So it was a cool experience for me. I am. And that kid's a legend. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next one. If you could go back in time, where and when would you go? Oh, oh man. I would go... Um, Oh, you know what? I would, I would go to the 1994 uh, New York Rangers 
Oh. Stanley Cup parade. <laughs> oh, oh, I was at that one. I'm telling you. You were? Oh, my. Are you kidding me? Rangers? Are you kidding? Oh, come on now. This is like. That's where I would go. I mean, the passcode on my phone is 1994. Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> I got to change it now. Alive. Oh, man. All right. Um, you have to fly from New York to L.A. Name a person you would love to sit next to on that entire flight, but they can't be a family member and they can't be somebody in golf. Bill Burr, comedian Bill Burr. Oh, that would be an entertaining trip. I love that. All right. Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Oh, man. I feel like Oscar is a bigger deal, so I'll go Oscar. All right. Well, that begs the question. If you could play a character in any movie, who would you be? Another good one. These are not as easy as I thought they were going to be. <laughs> like a character that exists? Well, yeah, like something you would have seen, like uh, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Oh, man. There you go. Oh, oh, Jason Bourne. Oh, another fa- favorite of mine. No wonder why, no wonder why we're, we're having so much fun this afternoon. All right, best, ad- best advice you, re- you received recently. Best advice I received recently. I'll, I'll go with, um, not too recently, but I, I've used it. Um, kind of this whole summer, used it last summer. Uh, that's a girl from Golf Digest, Keely Levin. She does a little in- instruction for us, covers the LPGA. And she noticed I kind of stood over the ball for a little while, and there was a lot of tension uh, at a dress. And she told me to just take, you know, breathe, take a deep breath, you know, even right before I swing. So I'll, I'll go with Keely telling me to, telling me to breathe a little more um, before I take the club back. Yeah, I mean, if you're too tight at a dress, you could cramp up. You know, (laughs) I got one, I got one more for you. All right. When you hear the word writer, who is the first person that comes to mind? Oh man. Another good one. (laughs) I I mean, you know, growing up reading all about golf, um, reading sports illustrated, um, I would say Rick Riley, the back page at Sports Illustrated for me was kind of the Holy Grail. Well, I'll tell you what, you're well on your way to the Holy Grail. When it comes to young writers and golf, Chris Powers, I mean, you are a treat. I'm so happy I got to share you with my audience this afternoon. Thanks for coming on the Pro Show. Thanks so much, Keith. I appreciate the kind words very much. We are running fast into 4 p.m. You know it, everybody. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with, of course the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. You can't just not show up for work. but, But if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks... Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, 
you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Let's get a couple of those usual PSAs out of the way there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Do it. The podcast will be up on all platforms where you like to listen to it, everybody, this afternoon. Social media, follow me at, at KJ Stewart PGA. Instagram, Twitter, we're always putting fun videos up there. Of course, if you love listening to the show, but you're traveling and maybe on vacation this summer, listen anywhere at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Hit that Listen Now button. And as I mentioned in the opening, readtheline.com. Go and win. I feel like you're playing this song because the heat just wears you out. You know? Yeah, it's a lazy, lazy uh, afternoon song. And everybody kind of needs a little breakdown from the uh, heat and humidity. Wouldn't be lazy if it wasn't That's so for hot. Sure. Oh, man. Talking about hot, mm-hmm. right? And hot faces, right? Not just yours and mine if we're walking <laughs> around outside. Sure. But heat and humidity make the, the golf ball carry further. Okay. Right? Even though the air feels heavy, right? It, it basically holds the ball up in the air. All right. So in layman's terms, like so on weeks like this, when you play golf, you will hit the ball further, even at sea level. It's not just an elevation thing, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was playing earlier this week and I had my new tailor made stealth out there. Little carbon wood. Right. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Cutting I mean, through, huh? nine, 90 degree heat. And that thing doesn't come out of the air because over the past 40 years, golfers like you and I, Wade, have inspired tailor made to make a lot of great drivers. But I don't know if we inspired him to make this one. You might have. Because all of them eventually reached their limit. Now, TaylorMade has been hard at work making the next generation of drivers because where titanium ends, carbon begins. So 20 years into making, the carbon wood ages here. And let me tell you something. Heat, humidity, that thing, it was bomb city. I just loved it, right? If you would like to hit the ball further, more solid, and down the fairway, which if you don't read the line, that's the only way you're going to win some money in golf. Get to TaylorMadeGolf.com. A question of volume. Oh, you're going to love this one. Okay. All right. Rory McIlroy was the fan favorite in the final round of the 150th playing of the Open Championship at the old course at St. Andrews. But eventual champion Cameron Smith may have picked up a few more supporters in his post-round interview. After the championship ceremony, the 28-year-old Aussie was asked how he plans to celebrate with the Claret Jug, and he had the perfect answer. I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing, said Smith, with a chuckle as the fans erupted with applause. Yes, I hear you. I hear you there. Smith won the players earlier this year and now has three victories on the season and six in his PGA Tour career. He's also up to $9.8 million. Uh, in in on-course earnings for this PGA Tour season. Yes. So Monday morning, he posted a video online and explained it holds two beers. Right? <laughs> now, this wasn't like in the press room that he said it. No. Like he was being interviewed on the golf course, and they had like a PA system 
for like the whole 18th green area right, where there was okay. thousands of people and he was like I'm gonna figure out how many beers fit in this thing and everybody was like let's go you know right right um, I mean you have to love asked and answered <laughs> a, 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 a champion golfer of the year we can all relate to now speaking of volume there was a picture online of Cam trying to place the claret jug in overhead storage on the plane right <laughs> Um, so, you know, imagine that stewardess is walking down and sorry, sir, you're going to need to check that item. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right. 9.8 million in earnings and he's flying commercial. That's great. Somebody talk to this guy, please. What's he doing? I don't know. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Oh, captain, not my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. No, no, not, not my, my captain. captain. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, little dead poets. There. Uh, it was a great movie. Uh, so live golf announced Tuesday that Henrik Stenson would be joining the field at their next event, the one we've already talked about up there at Trump Bedminster, right? Mm -hmm. The 2016 Open Champion was scheduled to be the Ryder Cup captain for Team Europe at the 2023 matches in Rome. In a world where decisions don't seem to take long, the DP World or European Tour released a statement less than 24 hours after the live press release that Henrik was no longer the captain. No! No, it's not cool. Yeah, you're out. In response to the situation, Henrik released a lengthy letter on social media relating his side of the story. He, he believes in what he's doing. He's trying to grow the game. Sure. Yeah. It's all about growing the game. Yeah, the Ryder Cup doesn't grow the game at all. Yeah. <laughs> another week, another live debacle. I'm really starting to lose sight of how this is all coming together. Yeah. Right? Oh, in a related story. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Here we go. Faraday Live drops the E. <laughs> golf analyst David Faraday and NBC have parted ways, and he is expected to join Live Golf's tour broadcasts, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post reported. Faraday is expected to be an analyst on 8 to 10 Live Golf tournaments each year, according to sources. Live Golf had previously signed former NBC soccer play-by-play -play Arlo White as its host. I think David's there to provide color, though. Faraday, 63, has been known for his irreverence, which he first displayed on CBS for more than two decades before moving to NBC and the Golf Channel for the past seven years. The Northern Ireland native was part of NBC's coverage of the British Open just this past weekend. Ooh, wow. Right? NBC declined to comment, and Faraday didn't immediately return a message. It seems he was counting his money. Come with me if you want to live. Hiring a 63-year-old analyst is an interesting move, in my opinion. I'm not... Sure, it resonates with a younger audience. No, I mean... I mean, considering David's older audience can't really find the live content online, this may be a miss <laughs> towards growing the game. Indeed. <laughs> Seriously. You know, they're going to bring back Howard Cosell or something from the grave. Unbelievable. All right, TSA does it again. Trey Mullinax, who won the PGA Tours Barbasol Championship, earned himself a last-minute spot into the Open Championship, right? So he wins in Kentucky at the Barbasol mm -hmm. the week before the Open. On Sunday night, he's got to pack up, and he's got to rush, and he's got to get to the airport because he, he's now, because with that win, he gets to play. Barbasol in, is the shaving cream, right? Yes, correct. Is that still, that's still a shaving cream, I it guess? Is, it right. is. It is. It's they, got the, white, the red and white stripes in the can? Gillette, yes, okay. everything. All right. yeah. Thank you. Just checking. Yeah. You, know why the, you know why they have the stripes on the can? No. Oh, because like a barber pole. The barber pole, yes. It's a universal symbol. We are learning symbol. so much It's today. a universal that's, symbol, That's yes. why I love this right. show. So he needed a quick trip over after his victory, and upon arrival to Scotland, he unpacked and noticed a couple of his clubs were not in his golf bag. Oof. Seems as if TSA checked the inside of his golf travel case. 
Seemingly in a rush to get settled, he put them back in his golf bag, not just in the travel case, Oops. and carried on with his prep for the week. Well, Mullinex started the tournament 71-73 and felt like something just wasn't right. So he went to the tour vans and he had his clubs checked and found out that some were bent, most of all which was the putter. Oh, man. I mean, the guy just won, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So he had them fixed and he went on to shoot 66-69 over the weekend and finished 21st. Can you imagine how he might have played if his clubs? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, the TSA strikes again. Good job. Oh, man. Good job. How do we get a Netflix documentary on that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stranger Things. <laughs> TSA it strikes again. Oh, man. Talk about the upside down. Right, right? exactly. It's like what they do to your luggage. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Never hurts to double check. Mm -mm. It was a tough Monday for the top draw at the U.S. Girls Junior Championship. Incoming Stanford freshman Megagane, number 16 in the world amateur golf rankings, was disqualified from the first round of stroke play qualifying after signing an incorrect scorecard. Ugh. Now, we all know and love Megagane. She's from right here in central Jersey. Mm -hmm. She's a senior. Yep, totally. She's going to Stanford, right? Ghani told Golf Digest that she signed for a par on the par 4 17th hole at the club at Old Stone in Bowling Green, Kentucky, when she made bogey. She made USGA officials aware, and she was disqualified. I am so, so sorry about that. <sighs> I signed for a 70 instead of a 71 by accident, Ghani told Golf Digest. I checked my hole-by-hole -hole scores, but I must have unknowingly glanced over it. I notified the USGA staff as soon as I saw it incorrect on the leaderboard at lunch. Mm -hmm. Gane 18 just completed, just competed on the victorious U.S. Curtis Cup team at Marion Golf Club earlier this summer and was a heavy favorite to win the U.S. Girls Junior. She was the highest ranked amateur in the field and was the player with the most championship experiences in the field, having played four previous times. Right. Yeah. I feel like if her scorecard was on TikTok, she would have paid more attention to it. Right? <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> tough day for the amazing New Jersey native. It's a tough lesson to That's learn sad. there, Mr. Wade Weezer, right? At such a prestigious event. Hopefully we all hear this and pay a little more attention to the details ourselves. Absolutely. Right? And that's the Pro Show Update for your week ending July 22nd, 2022. You have a couple plans there for the weekend, uh, July weekend there, Mr. Staying Weezer. inside. I'm having cousins over, but it's starting from a, from an outside barbecue to a uh, drink it inside night. Man. It's going to be 100 degrees. It's going to be 100 this weekend? We're not going outside, no. Oh, man. But, wow. uh, you know, the, the, beer, the beer will keep us nice and chilled, I think. You think? Yeah. It, it, as think? long as we get together, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I pray for your refrigerator and every other appliance I in know. your house. Oh, my gosh. Because if they break, you will break them. We got nothing to do. <laughs> oh, man. It, no kidding. Yourself? What are you doing? Me? Um, we're going to do a little traveling down the Jersey Shore. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, the start of a stretch run down there. So you know, Three shower, shower, shore days. Yeah. Um, well, the, the house, our friend's house down there has air conditioning, too. Okay. So You'll be we're, fine. We're good to go. You'll be right? fine. And you know why we're good to go? Because we have such great sponsors here. TaylorMade Golf, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and we have a tremendous, tremendous producer, Mr. Wade Weezer. Thanks for all you do on the board, my friend. You know, if there's one thing I love, it's my listeners. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought on vacations. It's that time of year. Your body may do the traveling, 
But if you don't let your mind wander, you'll never get away. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.